Welcome to the Running in the Center of the Universe podcast. I'm Ashlyn Dave, and I'm recording live from my podcast studio in Ashland, Virginia. Thanks for coming along. And this is Ashlyn Dave, and this is the Running in the Center of the Universe podcast, episode 297. We'll call this one Weekend Warrior. Uh, get to that in a little bit. Um, yeah, probably what you think. A uh, lot going on since the last episode. Um, but uh, first and foremost, I want to wish everyone a belated Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year. It is the week of uh, Christmas still. Today is December 30th, so tomorrow will be New Year's Eve. And got lots of plans. Christmas was really great around my house. Uh, this morning after my group run, I went out and got all the Christmas decorations from the front of the house uh, boxed up. And everything from inside the house had already been done by my wife and daughter, putting bins, boxes, etc. On the back, uh, we've got a little covered porch in the back, and all that went to the garage. And my plan today was just to bring it to the garage, and then maybe tomorrow I was going to take it from the downstairs of the garage to the upstairs of the garage, which is a regular staircase. And I got a little bit of a wild hair. Maybe I was in a little bit of a mania phase. Who knows? But I got it all done. And uh, even swept the upstairs of the garage and rearranged a little bit of the upstairs, which needed it. Um, so, yeah, I, I figured, you know, today would be a good day to uh, produce the show because I'm kind of, I think I can probably talk for maybe about 30 minutes. We'll see. I want to remind everybody about the listener roll call, which will be coming up for episode 300, which is just a month or so or two away or three uh, send me an email at ashlanddave at gmail.com. Uh, let me know where you hail from and what kind of running you do. And uh, if you can keep it kind of brief, um, that's most appreciated because I kind of put those in a bucket and I'm going to be reading from those on episode 300 on the listener roll call. I heard from Tim uh, since the last time from the last show and I've heard from a handful of people. And don't worry, I have uh, got all y'all in a and a, uh, emails in a folder. I don't use the email addresses to do any marketing at all. In fact, I'm not involved in any kind of marketing at all on the front end with it, with anything and, and at all. Um, the only marketing I'm involved with is on the recipient side. I, you know, with the spam emails and, and things like that. So uh, if you've never, if you've been thinking about it and you've been a regular listener to the show, and if you are, I appreciate you coming back and, and downloading the show and, and giving us another listen. Uh, you're definitely in a, a very uh, small group uh, of people at this point. I think I get, oh, I don't know. Let me check my last um, uh, my last time here. I'm getting about uh, ooh, 137 downloads in the last show. So that's not too bad at all, being that I started from zero. And at one point uh, in the heyday of the podcast, I was up 500, 550, almost 600 downloads. Never did it for the likes or for the... Uh, thumbs ups or whatever. I just do it to kind of keep myself accountable. And uh, that's why I'm doing this episode. I, I got to get back out there and, and get some more and, and get away from this weekend warrior stuff. But I'll, like I said, I'll get to that. But thanks for coming back. And if you've uh, hesitated before, just send me that email at ashlandave at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you, especially if you've never written in before. And, you've, and uh, I've, got, I've got people that have been listening to the show since the very beginning. And I'm more than appreciative of that. This will be my third, I think, uh, listener roll call project. Uh, first one was at episode 100, second at episode 200, and I can't believe after um, 
you know, these years, all these years later, I'm, I'm getting ready to do the 300th episode, hopefully with original material. I know I've kind of done a little bit of reprisal on some stuff. That's just too, uh, I get a kick out of listening to some of the old shows. I really do. Um, so let me get through a couple of the uh, first things here in my stack of stuff. Uh, just some observations I've made, some things I've been involved in that uh, you may or may not find interesting, and just my take on a few things before I get to the running aspect. We uh, had the opportunity, uh, my wife and I had the opportunity to go um, to another family wedding in the Deep South uh, last month in November, shortly after I put out the last show. Uh, this was the second one we'd been to. The first one was in Mississippi. This one was in Shreveport. Louisiana, and it was another uh, child of my uh, adult child of one of my cousins. And uh, like I've said before, I a lot of my cousins are old enough to be my parents because my mom's the youngest of uh, a large family. So this was in Shreveport. Uh, we flew from the Richmond, Virginia airport to Atlanta, and then we're going to fly to Shreveport. And um, unbeknownst to us, our uh, our flight going to uh, Atlanta was delayed about 20 minutes and then kind of unbeknownst to us uh, because we we're in the air the flight and I think this is how it worked out um, all I know is that we cut it really close unbeknownst to us uh, at least not initially until we got back connected to the internet was the connecting flight was pushed up 20 minutes and that allowed for just a mere maybe single digit of minutes maybe 15 uh, to get off the plane, what they call it, deplaning, um, get across the Atlanta airport, 40-plus gates. Um, we were with American Airlines. And somehow get on this next flight to Shreveport so we could uh, get in to a late Friday night. And then the wedding was uh, Saturday afternoon, and then we were going to come back um, Sunday. So uh, you ever been in one of those big airports where you see people you know, running for their life? They... You know, they're really running to catch a flight. And, you know, I always think that's funny because I always thought, ah, they're going to make it. They'll get there. You know, why do you got to run? I, you know, must be, it must suck to be them. Well, we were those people this time. We, uh, even though the steward, the uh, flight attendant had requested people to remain seated to let the people to plane like us, there was a, ha a handful of us that had to make a connecting flight within just a, you know, matter of minutes. People still got up, got in the way. Um, you know, the anxiety was just rising as uh, as we were trying to figure out what to do if we didn't make it, because this was the last flight uh, to it um, to Shreve. Uh, where was it? To Shreveport. It was the last flight. Shreveport's not a huge uh, outfit. Um, so we get off. We figure out what gate to go to, and we're running. We really are. I'm wearing um, a t-shirt, jeans, and flip flops, and I'm carrying my book. Uh, my wife, Monica, was carrying a very limited, uh, like her purse kind of thing, maybe a book or a magazine. Uh, we had, you know, uh, checked all our baggage. So and that's what I usually do. I just pay the fee. I'm not interested in hauling around crap and trying to get it in the bins and then stick stuff under my chair. In fact, I don't even really like flying that much, to be honest with you. Uh, so we um, finally get to the gate. The lady's on the, the hand thing saying the the microphone doing the last call that you always hear that you always think oh why are they doing that everybody surely's on the plane by now and we rounded the corner i see that 
And I look back behind me, and I don't see my wife anywhere. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this is – where was she? She's running in, like, uh, boots with, um, I don't know, inch and a half, maybe not two inches, with heeled boots on. And apparently she had fallen without me knowing. And um, that was a little embarrassing. I should have stayed right with her. But my goal, because I was able to go faster, was to get there and just kind of plead for them to hold it uh, because – we're talking a matter of uh, minutes here of uh, getting to the gate before the departure time. And uh, we both made it. I went back and got her. We got on there. Of course, we get our seats and, uh, you know, we're all huffing and puffing and heart rates up and this and that. And then, you know, we sit there for another 15 to 20 minutes before the plane even moved. But I know that that's how it works. It was um, so we were kind of a little mad about the, the way the, we were late, and then the other thing was early, and then, you know, how they expect anybody to, it's their own airline, how they expect people to, to make that connecting flights. And uh, then we, we we were chatting, and I was telling Monica, I said, well, you know, there's no way our luggage is going to make it to uh, <laughs> to Shreveport. There's just no way. I said, if we barely made it, do you really think that there's someone who went into that plane and found our luggage and the other, it turns out there was only one other person that had the connector, uh, or that made it, because... Um, when we got to Atlanta, we it was just my wife and I and this other guy who were waiting for our suitcases. I think the other people didn't make it, but um, you know, it started dawning on me. Okay, we got to form a plan on what we're gonna do with um, you know all our nice clothes for this wedding in the suitcase, which uh, is not gonna make it to Shreveport. We just we just knew that. Um, so we um, we we got we landed, uh, got. Went to the baggage claim. It was not there. Uh, we went online and uh, just like made made them notif- notify them where we were going to be if it ever came, and uh, went on our way to the hotel with an Uber. We got uh, toothpaste and uh, toothbrush from the front desk. They were real nice. You know, everybody thought it was funny. And you know, we get up to the room. <laughs> you know, there's no. You don't have any toiletries to put away. You don't have any clothes that you need to hang up. Um, you know, to get the wrinkles out, we literally had nothing, just had, well, my phone, our our phones, you know, something to read. And here's, here's the thing that pissed me off the most was that I had some of those little, uh, Southern Comfort liquor bottles in my suitcase, wrapped in my socks and my dress shoes. And so we were going to have a little nightcap when we got back to the hotel because we were going to be getting there late and there wasn't going to be any time to go to a store or anything like that. Um, so we didn't get to do the, have a little nightcap in the hotel, um, just to kind of enjoy, it was a nice hotel, just kind of enjoy being down there the first night. Um, so I contacted my sister who was already down there with her husband and she had, they had flown from Maryland to Dallas and then rented a car and then drove East. Whereas we just flew right into Shreveport instead of, um, the two or three hour drive it was from Dallas and, uh, told her, well, look, we're going to need to go out to the store in the morning and and find something to wear to this wedding. Cause, uh, we can't, uh, you know, we gotta be presentable, um, kind of representing the family from Virginia and, and this and that. Uh, so we went out and got the coals right when it opened up. I found a nice shirt. I found a blazer. I found a pair of pants, but I couldn't find any nice shoes. And I thought, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to wear it in my flip flops. And if anybody says anything, I'll just say, Hey, our luggage, yeah, we weren't going to make a big deal out of it. We'll just say our luggage didn't make it. I don't think people would understand. Uh, but as it turns out, uh, Monica needed some more. Um, she need, needed some, you know, cosmetics and and things of uh, of that nature. 
in uh, the the Ulta Beauty Shop, which was right near the Coles that we found in uh, Shreveport, was not open. It wasn't going to be open in time for us to kind of collect our things, get back to the hotel, get cleaned up, um, and then, you know, uh, right out to the wedding. So we found a Target in... Um, and let's see, I think I found a belt at Target. I was uh, just going to use the belt that I had on my jeans, but I found a, a belt that matched the sh- And I found some shoes that were real nice. And um, and it turns out, you know, you can't buy, uh, I just said, screw it on the T-shirts. I just bought something that I could wear Saturday evening for um, the after wedding uh, family get together at this uh, brewery. And, uh, but you know, you can't buy boxer shorts one at a time. You can't buy socks one at a time. So I had to buy, you know, think a five pack or three pack of each thinking, man, I don't really need any more boxer shorts. I don't need any more socks at this point. Uh, but we had to get them and all told, let's see the Coles. all told we, we spent about $450 on everything. I mean, I, I couldn't really believe it. You, you can't buy a men's blazer for hardly less than 200. I mean, we didn't have time to go out to thrift stores. I mean, we had to go and just make it happen. You know, we could afford it. It was just, uh, you hate to do that. Um, but to make a long story short, we made it to the wedding. Everything was great. Reception was great. Nobody could really tell the difference or anything. Not that, um, you know, we weren't, we told a couple people that we, our luggage didn't make it. And, um, uh, but then we had gotten a message that our luggage, uh, was going to be there about one o'clock. And after we bought all this stuff, the wedding was at two central time. And, it never showed up, and so we went on to the wedding and the reception, and we got a message saying it would be at the hotel, and it, it, it was all there when we got back from the wedding, uh, the reception. Um, and then uh, we got gigged on. Have, the suitcase was too heavy um, for the way back, so we had to pull out all the shoes. Somehow we found this big plastic bag, and uh, so my, my carry-on uh, item was a bag of shoes that had one, two, I think four pairs of shoes in it. Um, I don't, I think that's probably the first time that's ever happened to me. Um, that'd be an interesting thing if, uh, you know, we, we put it, nobody said anything when we went through, uh, the TSA checkpoint, but anyway, that's a long story for something that nobody really cares about except for what happened to us, but it was kind of funny. Um, and then the, uh, and we made a claim with American airlines because of the lost luggage. And would you believe that our claim was honored and we got a check for all that? So, uh, that was pretty cool. That's American airlines. That's pretty good customer service. All right. Next thing. Um, we have, uh, unfortunately we have had a, um, over the last couple months, we've had, um, people die that we know, uh, just either old age or, or sick sickness. And so, we actually got to the point where we bought a like a pack of sympathy cards, and um, because we seemed like we were going to the store a lot looking for a sympathy card to to mail to a friend, and I know you can just write a note, but um, we got some very simple sympathy cards that we would write notes in, and I found that I don't really know how to write anymore. Has uh, anybody any of y'all feel that way? Has that ever happened to you? Um, I I'm left-handed, so it's hard for me to write anyway. I never really got taught properly, and my handwriting's terrible, uh, not as bad as a doctor's, but close. Um, but I find that when I'm writing these cards, I, um, I'm having a hard time writing and, uh, writing the letters because I'm so used to not, uh, I don't write as much anymore. I, you know, we don't, I guess as a society, we're texting or typing. And I found that to be an interesting observation. And, um, saddest thing about that is, is writing the sympathy card. You know, I always thought that should be a handwritten note, 
Um, so I'm going to try to improve on that and maybe uh, do some more writing. My wife uh, does uh, journaling. She um, she keeps a uh, uh, she does a lot of writing, so I don't think she has that problem. But I'm probably doing too maybe too much texting. Um, I've said before on the podcast that I don't like to be on the computer that much when I'm not at work, but seems like I'm always on some kind of screen. And then I got an iPad for Christmas, believe it or not, so I'll be on it even more. A um, couple other things here. Uh, my alma mater, James Madison University, made it to their first bowl game. I believe it was the Armed Forces uh, Bowl in um, Fort Worth, Texas. And I briefly looked at flights to see if I could meet up with my uh, alumni crew, my fraternity brothers. And not only were the flights really expensive, but I don't think I was going to, I couldn't find one that I, that I knew I'd be able to get back with enough cushion on Christmas. The The bowl game was December 23rd and they lost. Um, I couldn't find a flight that I knew was going to get me back in time with cushion to uh, help my wife host Christmas Eve where we have our extended family over here. So I didn't go. I would have loved to go to the first bowl game. Um, but now in hindsight, I'm glad I didn't because they lost pretty bad. And uh, anyway, our uh, local college here in Ashland, Randolph-Macon College, made it to the semifinal of D3. Uh, Pedro Aruza is the uh, head coach there. We went to one of the games earlier in the season. It's a great tailgate situation. It's small, but it's uh, pretty cool because it's all in one area. Um, and then they lost in the semifinals uh, pretty bad. Uh, they lost like 49 13, something like that. Uh, the irony being that is usually, they were usually on the one inside of that score over the course of the season. So they got beat down pretty bad at the end. And I'm sure uh, Pedro has analyzed it six ways from Sunday. I am uh, a new board member for the Downtown Ashland Association. So I'll probably be talking more about what goes on in the, in the downtown area of Ashland, Virginia, which is the only incorporated town in the Richmond metro area of about 7,000 people. Uh, the reason that's unique is because none of the other counties, uh, Hanover, Chesterfield, Henrico, that surround the city of Richmond have uh, their own incorporated town. Only uh, Hanover does. So Ashland is definitely small town living. And what the Downtown Ashland Association does is to promote uh, tourism and people frequenting the businesses of downtown Ashland, which is uh, kind of a limited area. So I'm pretty excited to be uh, part of that. I was asked to consider it, and I did. And um, fortunately it's not a complete working board, which means, you know, once you're on it, you, you're then, that's the cadre of volunteers for all the events. Uh, there are, there are two employees, um, that work for it and they're the ones that do all the heavy lifting. And then the directors are the ones that kind of set, um, kind of guide, uh, what the, what's going to be promoted and encouraged. Uh, one of the biggest, the biggest event that, uh, downtown Ashland association promotes and, uh, produces is, uh, what's called train day. That's usually in April that brings thousands of people to Ashland to watch the trains, to do train themes. There's vendors, there's music. And I remember, let's see, either it was, I think maybe the year before the pandemic, you know, they block off all the main roads that uh, feed into downtown and, um, they had a stage and they, they had, we literally were sitting in our lawn chairs in the middle of a, a, usually a busy intersection watching bluegrass on the corner. And I just thought that was pretty cool. Uh, a couple comments about Christmas movies. Uh, Cause everybody always likes to say, well, uh, so we watched uh, out on the big screen at the Ashland theater. We watched Christmas vacation with Chevy chase. That was really funny. That was on December 15th. 
Uh, it sold out, which was fun. We got the last three tickets, believe it or not. And I'm glad we went when we did because uh, if we had gone maybe five minutes afterwards, we would, wouldn't have gotten a ticket or the three tickets for me, my wife, and my daughter. On Christmas Day, we watched uh, A Christmas Story Story. I guess it's the movie after the Christmas Story movie, which is the one about the Red Ryder BB gun. If, you, if you've never seen that, it's really cute. I, I recommend it. And then uh, we finished off the afternoon watching uh, Rambo First Blood, which uh, has uh, various references to Christmas if you watch the movie very carefully. Therefore, I consider that a Christmas movie, even though it does have a lot of violence in it. Okay, we're getting very close to talking about running. Um, very excited. In February, I'm going to a, the annual Civil War seminar at Longwood University. And one of the more negative things that's, that's happening right now that I'm just going to mention because it's, um, and uh, Bob, Ash and Bob, you'll get a kick out of this, uh, kind of mimics the perfect toss. Uh, they got an episode about that. How, how can, when you're running down the road and you run through you know small gravel or cinders, how can, when you run, how can the bottom of your shoe kick up some of those cinders and have the perfect toss where they land in the back of your shoe? To me, it's just, it's really interesting physics. So I have a similar situation. It's, this isn't necessarily running. It's more of walking. Uh, we have uh, a house being constructed across from ours. On, on a, we've been here in this house since 2005, and there's been two vacant lots or a vacant lot across the street. I think one of them the guy's never going to build on because it, it's connected to another lot. Um but their uh, family bought the lot, young family, and uh, they broke ground October of last year, and the house is still being built. So this is over a year later, and they're not going to be getting in, I think, for another week or so. It's been a huge mess. There's um, uh, you know, dirt that gets tracked into the road in front of our house that we then track into our driveway, which you, know, you can't really stop that. And then you know, over time, your your driveway has a film of dirt in it that you then track in to wherever you walk, like in your house or on your porch or, or where have you. And so here, here's the dilemma. And this is where if you listen to the show on a regular basis, you know that I like to analyze these things. And if, you, if you're a new listener, you're probably going to hang um, uh, stop the podcast at this point. But this is what I don't understand. How can I go out with my leaf blower on turbo setting and I can see where I'm blowing dust off my driveway, which is normal the normal dust and then the stuff that's from this uh, house being constructed and let me just mention uh this house is six thousand square feet and it's at least a million dollar house we're middle class <laughs> definitely um i'm very middle class maybe if if, if uh, i had to go on either side of a, of a line of middle class might be a little bit to the right of a little bit of upper middle class but not upper middle but like in the middle of middle to upper middle <laughs> definitely not on the other side, but um, it's kind of weird to have a house this big being built um, in our neighborhood, which uh, is not really subdivision. It's just a grid. Uh, the town's a grid system. Um, it's because it's twice the size of, or well, my house is like 1900 square feet. So it, it's three times the size and it's got an in-law sweetness and that, but, and it does look nice once it's going to be all done, it'd be fine. But there's just so much dirt and mud and crud that, um, we end up tracking that into our house. And so what I don't understand is if I can go out there with my turbo leaf blower on turbo setting and I can blow all the debris off my driveway and then I go out there and walk the dog and there's moisture around and, you know, they didn't do any work or anything. And I still track uh, dirt onto my shoes and into the house if I don't wipe my feet. Even when I wipe my feet, I can still see footprints on the kitchen floor. So my question is if there's any uh, physics uh, experts out there, 
why was it why is the dirt not being blown away how does how does the moisture pick it up whereas force does not like force from air air can't blow it away but water can pick it up and i i just think that's an interesting um situation and uh we've gotten really frankly so tired of it that uh we really just want these people to get in and then i'm going to get my driveway power washed i guess um unfortunately it slopes down so i'll be pushing all the dirt down down to my house but we'll figure that out um so i'll leave that alone <laughs> it's just been a long haul this family seems real nice and they're actually kind of getting screwed right now because i think they're supposed to be in late summer and um I don't know, man. It, some days they don't even these the workers don't even come. I don't I don't know what's going on. It's sad. Um, and if you're local, that's at the corner of Virginia Street and New Street. All right, weekend warrior. Uh, ran with my group this morning. The goal was to do four. Um, I kind of really hobbled up to three point eight five and then walked it in. I was a little discouraged, however, in my excuse or in my defense, I had a back issue that came up the Monday before Christmas and I could barely stand up straight. I've never had this happen to me before. I ended up going to work, um, just forcing myself to work, thinking maybe as if I just get to work, get my routine, things will be fine. Um, I did make it through the day taking aspirin, but then I had to make a doctor's appointment for, I couldn't get it until that Wednesday before Christmas. And then believe it or not, the uh, uh, kind of the chiropractor person was sick. And then I found an appointment here closer to home, and I went, and um, I was told that it was because of all the damage I did and the misalignment I did when I was wearing that plastic boot for two months. And it's funny, because after that, you know, I, I was always felt in a little tinge in my lower right back, um, and I just, you know, it would go away and come back, go away. I just thought, you know, I'm 54, it's, it's just going to be getting older kind of thing. I got other aches and pains here and there, but I seem to get through it. Um, and so now I'm in, under the care of a chiropractor and I got to do some certain stretching and it feels a little bit better. Um, and so that's why I skipped out on a couple runs, but the reason I say weekend warriors, because I'm, I'm still having a hard time getting away from just the Saturday run. I haven't, uh, added that second run on a regular basis. Now, two months ago, three months ago. Uh, may have talked about it in the podcast. I think I had broken through the to the five mile barrier. It gotten to five. All right, I'm at five, or maybe it was four and a half. I was getting ready to try five. Um, I'm not at that now, so I I just got to get off my duff, get that second run out there. And here's the funny thing: my same running group, Wolfpack, that I run with on Saturdays. Um, some of them run Thursdays with another guy at six thirty every Thursday. They do three miles. And that's my first Thursday, Friday, my remote days at home. And it's just hard to get up uh, early when I don't have to because I can just basically get up and get on my computer and, I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm at work. Uh, so I got to consider that some more. Maybe that's what I need. And that, they, were at, they asked me again today to come along. And um, like Ashlyn Brad said, he's like, Dave, before you know it, it's over. I mean, he said, we're all talking. He said, before you know it, it's, it's after 7.05, we're done or whatever. So, Brad, that's what I needed to hear. I appreciate that. All right. Well, I talked for almost 30 minutes, and I'm uh, I'm exhausted. JMU uh, basketball games getting ready to come on. I'm going to watch that. Uh, Peach Bowl's on. I'm not sure what the score is of that. Uh, Ole Miss playing 
Penn State. Might remember I was down at the Ole Miss Auburn game last year, which was a lot of fun down in uh, Oxford, Mississippi. Now that's a tailgate right there. Uh, area called the Grove. If you've never been there, it's that's uh, that's the biggest tailgate I've ever been to, other than a NASCAR uh, NASCAR event, which uh, some of those races have many more people that fill the stadium. Um, got one email from Tim in the email bag. Let's get to that, and then uh, I'll have a couple closing announcements. I had heard from Tim Smith, and he's got his own podcast at Topics in Endurance Sports Podcast. In fact, uh, he's got a good race report from Marine Corps Marathon. At uh, just search for Topics in Endurance Sports Podcast, and you'll you'll find him. Uh, so he emailed and said that uh, he got the the book that my cousin wrote against the odds about doing the Ironmans. Uh, on different continents after age 60 and uh, Tim's done a few Ironmans um, he said but he, he doesn't think that he could do one in the requisite 17 hours anymore because he said he's starting to fall apart from old age uh, so I thanked him for buying the book and uh, I did hear that there's some cheap copies online and he said he did find um, and he said it was just at Arlington himself he said um, which is where my cousin's going to be interred at some point in the near hopefully the near future we'll, we'll get a we'll get a date on that and there'll be a service up there. Um, he said he'll look at the next book if he likes the one. So anyway, Tim, appreciate the uh, Tim Smith, appreciate that email. And uh, thanks for putting out your own podcast. I know, I know the struggle, man. I get it. Sometimes it's hard to, to get it going. You probably hear my dog drinking her water bowl in the background here. I uh, also heard from another Tim out of Chattanooga, and turns out, uh, well. Tim and I had already made this connection. This is uh, Tim C. out of Chattanooga. Uh, he is retired from the energy industry, and I guess he picked up on a few things I said in previous shows. And so he, uh, it turns out we know some of the same people um, in the energy industry. And uh, anyway, it's really cool to make that connection. So, Tim, I appreciate you listening to the show, and I've always appreciated uh, your comments. And I hope that you're... Still out there doing the uh, some of that ultra running that we've discussed over the years. Really nice to hear from you. And uh, that's it for the email bag. I uh, only had a few. I uh, do appreciate those at ashlanddave at podbean.com. There's also the option, uh, or there used to be, of uh, going to... Uh, I used to have a, a widget on the, at ashlanddave.podbean.com to leave me an audio message, but they changed their format, and all my stuff got moved to the new format and I'm looking at it now and I do not see the, the audio message option anymore I, I might look into that uh, so now you're stuck with email uh, you can always record your own little audio snippet and send it to me and I'll find a, find a way to incorporate it into the show uh, but I do appreciate emails at ashlanddave at gmail.com A-S-H-L let's see S-H-L-A-N-D-D-A-V-E at gmail.com Sometimes I forget how many D's. It's two. And uh, I'll, uh, I'll respond to you and uh, get you out in the email back section of the show. All right, so the announcements are very few. Um, don't forget to uh, do the um, listener uh, roll call check-in. That's at ashlandavid.gmail.com. Uh, Just where you hail from, what kind of running you do, real brief. I'm going to do that episode 300. Uh, that's a big deal. I've had a lot of fun with it over the years. Of course, the first year, second year was was a big list, but I do have a pretty 
good sized list for the 300th episode, which will be coming up soon. Um, trust me on that. That's for sure. Uh, so this is Ashland Dave. I'm running in the center of the universe, Ashland, Virginia, reminding you to run to the finish. Keep on running. Don't forget to hug your kids. And y'all have a good week and Happy New Year. Well, if you stuck around to hear the end of the Star Spangled Banner and you're a true patriot, we need more people like you, send me an email at ashlanddave at gmail.com. Let me know if you heard this. Take care.